Welcome to Pod Me If You Can. I'm David Farrell. And I'm Lloyd Hughes. And uh, welcome to our film discussion podcast. Today's film is Warrior, starring Joel Edgerton. And uh, we will be discussing this film after having watched it, so be aware this will be heavy on spoilers, and also tons of information on UFC and MMA. Lloyd, uh, they say violence is never the answer. <laughs> is this a boys' movie or what? Oh yeah, like uh, I'm a big MMA fan. I'm a big boxing fan. Guess big combat sports fan. And so many people um, were calling me up, going, "Oh, you got to see this new film, Warrior. You know, it's the Rocky of our generation." And so I rented it out on YouTube, uh, iTunes finally and watched it. But yeah, it's an, as you say, it's an all boys' movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure that, I mean, a female crowd would enjoy this as much. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, they got the good-looking guys, I guess. And yeah. Tom Hardy is crazy ripped in yeah. this film. I mean, obviously he was stacking on the weight for Bane. He's going to be playing Bane if anybody has been living under a rock uh, in The Dark Knight Rises. And Joel Edgerton, this is like his big break in Hollywood, surely. Mm, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, he tore his MLC in the cage during production uh, halting fight scenes for six weeks. Oh my and god! Tom Hardy also suffered a broken toe, broken ribs, broken finger. So during training or during during the- filming? Okay, wow. Okay, so yeah. it must have been going all out. Must have been. Yeah. And I was I was going to say it looks very realistic yeah. to me. Um, you're the fan of MMA. Um, you tell me how do these fight y- scenes? Compare? Yeah, like uh, very well choreographed. The submissions, the takedowns, the hits. The only thing I had against it, he gets full mounted and then they pound him out like the. The Russian guy in it, Koba. Cobalt, played by Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. He's a WWE guy, I think. Exactly. Yeah, he's actually a world-renowned wrestler in he real is, life. And yeah. he has Olympic medals. He has, yeah, yeah. That's, that's his whole so gimmick. I wonder him. why he hasn't stepped into the MMA world like his um, co, uh, I guess, co-star, uh, Brock Lesnar. Um, well, he'd be very good. I guess the fact that uh, maybe he's a little bit older. I mean, Kurt Angle's in good shape, there's no doubt. Yeah. Um, Kurt it's Angle. It's too late to... Yeah, too late in the game to really compete there. And it's a lot safer wrestling in in terms of um, WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, it's been described more as, as a dance. Mm. You know, it's it's choreographed more. It's more of a routine. Um, obviously, people are cushioning your falls, and it's a lot safer. And it's more like a soap opera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. the storylines in between certainly are more like a soap opera. Um, that's not to say that people don't get injured doing wrestling. Sure, or that, yeah. Or that the actual moves don't hurt and things like that. Um, and you yourself have done a documentary on wrestling itself, and you've seen it firsthand how sure. brutal it is on the body. And yep. they've even came out with a movie on it, um, starring Mickey Rourke, the wrestler. Yeah, and that spun him around on it because he was a boxer, going, oh, "These guys are nothing." And then he actually went through the physicality of it and went, "Man, this is a tough sport." You exactly, know? exactly. And just a quick side note. Uh, my wrestling documentary, which is called The Young and the Wrestlers, yep. actually played as a double header with the wrestler, oh, cool. uh, with Vicky Rock. Uh, so, yeah. What an honor. Special honor for me. Exactly. Well, uh, Kurt Angle's character was based on Fedor Melianko, and it's amazing how they played, they played that reality into the film. Like, he came across as the ultimate. He came out like a myth. He wasn't beaten. Like, no one had ever stopped him, and he got submitted. 
um, in a fight. That was his first loss, and he got submitted in the fight in the wrestler. Mm. Um, so I like the in parallel the warrior. In, in warrior. Sorry, <laughs> I like the parallel there. Yeah. Um, but he, the problem I had with it with the fights, um, he gets full mounted by Cobalt, and he's getting slammed, punched in the face. He and shouldn't really be able to escape. From no. That. Oh, oh, and then he gets up. He's got two little cuts in his eyes. Oh. You know, full mount from a very strong, powerful wrestler or yep. guy that's based on Fedor. You, you're gonna, you're not gonna look pretty. <laughs> so full mount for those who are unaware is when it's pretty much when you're sitting on their chest yep um, that, pummeling them with punches around yeah. their head <laughs> they, they, it's very difficult to defend yourself from a lot they, of they did have yeah I know I understand that um, they did have a, a sequence where he was getting pummeled and really just had to hold on yeah. till the end of the round I've seen that kind of thing happen before yep, no, definitely and, it, and the ref is very close to stopping and then you're saved by the bell that was, that was really nice and the ref by the way was most of the fighters in that were actual MMA guys which for the MMA fans was great to see mm. you're like oh that guy <laughs> and i saw the sponsorship they had ring girls it seemed yeah. like it was really capturing the ufc culture the mma culture definitely in the the octagon yep e- yeah even the announcer um one of the uh the announcers <laughs> uh, he's really good friends with joe rogan and that, that was a really interesting interplay between them i'm sure joe rogan's gone on about him in his podcast <laughs> about that role sorry sure yeah now lloyd you have actually gone and seen MMA live yeah that's right UFC. I was in Sydney I can't remember the number of uh, of the UFC I get lost with the numbers but it's uh, pretty much BJ Penn versus Fitch um, for the finals like UFC fans will know which number that is but sure. yeah I saw I saw that in Sydney yeah and can you uh, vouch for the experience being similar to that in Warrior Coliseum of Rome <laughs> you're being there when a person lands a punch or lands a kick and the whole crowd yells it's really you know the Coliseum of Rome <laughs> yeah no the, the movie did a very good job hmm uh, when uh, they named the tournament Sparta, all I could think of was that quote from 300, this is Sparta. <laughs> the, there's a lot of um, like Greek mythology based, you know, because it's fighting, I guess that yeah. plays a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. Yeah, there's a real kind of raw gladiator style thing going on. No, here. definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've always made jokes about MMA. We're only a couple, because it's so violent. Um, we're only a couple of years from when we hit the bonus rounds, when the, they drop the lion in and the fighters <laughs> have to stop the lions. Oh, <laughs> God. I mean, we have a short attention span, and yeah. films like The Hunger Games coming out, um, that's, you know, like a battle royale kind of situation where people are watching people fight to the death for sport. Honestly, I mean, I can very easily see the human race getting there in 100 years. Yeah. Um, a loaded gun show where there's one bullet in six chambers <laughs> oh, no. and you're watching six people just pull the trigger at their head like a game like, show like um oh what's that Japanese movie that came out Battle Royale yeah. oh isn't that freaky yeah <laughs> that would completely overtake the UFC <laughs> it's interesting that they made this film a tournament um, do they have UFC when it first started it was but since it became more of a legal sports they've sort of banned that now because it's okay. pretty ridiculous asking a fighter to fight over a period of two nights or one night I think it was um, six fights in a row to get to the top that it's, that used to happen um, it's in taxing the first on couple. the body yeah it's ridiculous it's mm. oh, I, yeah I, I don't know how those guys handle it back when the first UFC's well, this film did have a tournament, and it was kind of a throwback to me to, like, The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's fighting people all in an or order. Or Bloodsport. <laughs> Bloodsport. I was going to say Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Bruce Lee film, I think it's... Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon, yeah, yeah. where he's uh, going through the the order of people to fight. Or even there's a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie called The Quest. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you seen that yeah. one? Yes. Nice. 
Yeah, well, anyway, this one captured many of those films. Definitely. And, uh, and it was great because it was real. It was all based in reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I initially was thinking, okay, well, I know Joel Edgerton from, you know, Star Wars, sure. uh, from The Night We Called It A Day, all these Australian appearances. Um, is he going to be believable as an MMA fighter? Yeah, yeah. And he had the accent pretty much nailed. There were a couple of little slips I saw. But otherwise, it was very convincing. And like mm. I said, I think this will be the role that propels him further into the spotlight in America. Yeah, no, definitely. Did, i got to ask, did you like the movie? Uh, I, I found it a bit long. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the first criticism, I suppose. <laughs> Um, I did enjoy it. I thought Tom Hardy was very easy to watch. He was, like, really brooding and interesting, and the whole Marine story was sort of intriguing, very American. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that, like, they get the top 16 fighters or whatever, and most of them are American. That was oh yeah a little unbelievable yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, there's no Brazilians. <laughs> On the selection process as well, where it was, like, just whoever can enter. Yeah. very unlikely i guess that they would both be in the tournament even more unlikely they would both make it to the end but that's the stuff of legends that's the i thought the cliches let it down it was too cliche for me the whole so? film it was so formulaic you know the whole i could picture the whole build up to the argument i thought you wouldn't fight anymore i have to to raise a f-. you know i was like oh no not this again <laughs> but it's good for this time the audience loved it did it do really well at the cinema from what i understand the audiences lapped this up like everyone's talking about it they're saying it's the rocky yeah. of our generation yeah you and know? i mean i get that there hasn't been another film to sort of be compared to Rocky. Yeah, no, know, that's I mean, true. There was a lately a Rocky film. Rocky Balboa, which was a very good movie. It but okay. yeah, it, it was more believable in the sense that he didn't win. He yeah, just held right. his own. Spoilers for Rocky. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> Go check it out. <laughs> well, you've had a few years. Yeah. Uh, my bad. <laughs> but if you listen to this, chances are you're a fan of Rocky anyway. Mm, yeah. And you've checked it out. So fingers crossed I'm safe there. <laughs> um, I didn't buy Joel Edgerton as a teacher as much. Oh, that actually happens in real life. A lot of the MMA guys, are like uh, Rich Franklin, who was a middleweight champion, he was actually a maths teacher okay. for a long time. Uh, Chuck Liddell, he was an accountant right. uh, for a long time. Another guy's a psychologist because you couldn't make your living off MMA for a long, long time. Only recently, and I'm talking the last two years, sponsorship has been allowed in this sport and people now can go this is my living and this is all I'm going to focus on. Mm. But you're absolutely right. You look at Rich Franklin and he goes, yeah, I was a maths teacher for a long time. You're like, there's no way you were a maths teacher. <laughs> you know, you just can't picture it. <laughs> mm. I, I, yeah, I've, I've had some difficulty picturing Joel Edgerton as a teacher. Yep. And I, I found it was a little bit unbelievable when his students were so into it. Uh, they were hugging and cheering and yeah. they had to drive through. It was really popcorn, wasn't it? Yeah. The teacher giving them high fives. <laughs> and what, yeah, the, the teacher being played by the dad from Transformers. I, I couldn't separate him as the dad from Transformers. Um, but when they made signs that were like, go teach and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And he was never going to see those. They're at a drive-in. I just, <laughs> I found that really unrealistic. Maybe it's an American thing. You know, as Australians would be like, oh, mate, we wouldn't even bother. <laughs> I mean, it's like when people clap at the end of a movie. It's like no one who made the movie is there yeah. unless you're at the premiere. It's like just kind of an, a thing to do. Yeah. Um, I suppose um, sports and team, team morale and spirit and stuff is a big American yeah, thing. Yeah, no, definitely. Um... Also, the the shaky, never-still camera work, 
I thought was interesting. Yeah, it takes away from the choreography a, a lot little of times. bit. Yeah, yeah I, I understand why they do it, but uh, it's a realistic. A approach. bad example would be um, uh, Born Identity Two. Is it Born Supremacy? Where you couldn't even tell. I think. The choreographer actually said, "Where, where was, where's my fight scene?" You yeah. know, it was just like <laughs> it's very shaky, chasing through streets and and the car chases and yeah, 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 mind-boggling. Um, but there was this quote on the whiteboard behind uh, his buddy at the gym who trains Joel Edgerton's character. Oh, the uh, Beethoven dude. Yeah, which was I've never the- heard of that. <laughs> no, that's not a <laughs> it thing. It could be a thing. I don't know. I just never heard of a guy okay. using classical music. Well, you know, there's this quote behind him that said, "If you don't move, you die." which I thought explained the camera work pretty sure. well. Had to keep moving in constant motion, Yeah, you know. Um, so Tom Hardy. Obviously, I've mentioned he looked pretty huge playing Bane. Uh, Tom Hardy plays Tommy, which must have been a big stretch character <laughs> name-wise. How did you find him? Uh, he's the brother, um, the brooding brother, right? Um, the Marine. It, yeah. Ex-Marine. Um, he's very unbelievable. I couldn't compare him to an actual MMA fighter who's that indestructible. Like, it's pretty... He re- was glorified, yeah. wasn't he? I mean, he went in, knocked people out, left straight away. Yeah, I can't think... Of, like, maybe an Anderson Silva, but I can't think of an American who comes in there and just marches down people. But, but like, he looks great, doesn't he? It's, it's Maybe it's something that no one's ever seen before. Sure, though. yeah. Like, that's what they're going for. Yeah, yeah. But then that makes his loss to his brother at the end even more unbelievable. Yeah, how he gets you know? what he. Uh, I think he, from memory, he pulls off a kimura and dislocates his shoulder, and he can't use it. Yeah, that yeah. was quite touching. Well edited that last scene. It, it had was. Be, it touched me a bit. And there was a you song know? over the top. Yeah, of there it. was a song over there. The brother words. kept going. You know, this is over, and it was right. You lost your arm. It's yeah. it's over. You know. Um, and yeah, that was really touching. I thought that was really nice. <laughs> I actually listened to the ending with uh, the audio commentary. And, okay. Um, I got the DVD off my brother, and uh, basically, it was a really interesting kind of way they were explaining it, um, with with the look and this look means that, and this look, you know, crushes down to exactly. He knows what he has to do. He has to kill his brother, and you know they they did so much with so little dialogue. Um, Nick Nolte as well, standing there at the end, watching the two brothers. They mention it's about them now. Yeah. You know, it's like they them coming together will eventually heal his own relationships with them as well. And they ignore everyone walking out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's not about the prize money at the end of the day, which is really, like, touching. It's yeah. a touching story. I like it how they were both crying at the end. That was really nice. I've seen that before many times in the ring where the guys just lose it. Yeah, it's mm. very good. Um, can we talk about Nick Nolte? Oh, one uh, second, I'll just yeah, throw sure, one yeah. more thing. Um, I just want to say, if you're renting the DVD or buying the DVD for the gag reel, don't bother. Because it's rubbish. <laughs> it it has nothing with Joel Edgerton or Tom Hardy. It's about the support players a little bit and a couple of them who must have been jokesters and the ring announcer who is a comic actor. And What's so, a gag reel? Is that all uh, the bloopers? Yeah, bloopers. Okay, sure. Gag reel is yeah. bloopers. Yep. Um, and the ring announcer who was like, um, if you can believe this, they're brothers kind of thing. It was just him ad-libbing and doing silly things. Yeah, yeah. And so that wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what did you want to talk about? Uh, Nick Nolte. Sure. I'm a big fan of Nick Nolte. I think he's one right, of the right, fighters. Right, right. <laughs> I think he's one oh, of the Nick fighters. Nick Nolte's here act- right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I think he's one of the finest actors in the world. Um, people who go, what? How can you say that? Go watch Affliction. Like, oh my gosh, the guy is outstanding. It's such a pity he gets roles like in The Hulk. 
you know, he's just there, oh, let's just get Nick Nolte to play yeah. some fish. <laughs> that was interesting. Oh, my God. And in this role, I thought he was really underused. There was one great moment where he's just yelling about Ahab or Sonic and, and you know, his son just holds him. That, that was really nice, that scene. It was interesting, the whole uh, business with him listening to Moby Dick yeah. on tape. I didn't get that. Yeah, it seemed really out of place. Yeah. Um, I guess he's going through his own stuff and it's kind of just a little look into what he's doing. But if you think about it, one of his two sons by the end is going to be $5 million richer. Somebody needs to buy him an iPod because <laughs> he has a cassette player. Oh, it's a cassette player. Yeah, yeah. it is too. He's yeah. really living in the past. And I mean, he's, too, he's not doing terribly. He's got a house. He's full of stuff. I yeah. mean, you know, he's a bit older. He's eating eggs and, you know, he's lots of food. He's just going through the alcoholism, which I guess Nick Nolly can relate sure. to a guy. I thought it was so sad when he uh, t- goes to his son and he's playing at the poker, poker machine mm. and the son just tells him to go away and he doesn't say much at all. He's just giving this... He just breaks down there and I was like, oh, that poor guy. He really <laughs> had me there. He's just an amazing actor, but I thought the role was really just so straightforward for a guy like that you really need something like Affliction to bring that uh, I've never seen Affliction what's that about? it's so hard to explain that movie but you just have to go see it (laughs) it's about a sheriff in the town is it old? it's about 1999 directed by Paul Schrader same guy who wrote um, Taxi Driver but it's really good Nick Nolte is amazing yeah it's a very complicated story like what? it's about a sheriff I'm pretty sure (laughs) we'll we'll look that one up yeah (laughs) Um, I felt really sorry for Nick Nolte at the end yeah I mean uh, obviously, he's not a part of their moment, and he shouldn't really be. He trained Tom Hardy's character, Tommy. But uh, I felt really sorry for him because he didn't know his grandkids. Yeah. And because, like, Joel Edgerton at the door says, that's just some silly old man, you know, like, nice old man or whatever. And, oh, is that her? You know, he, And he's, he's trying so hard to get to get redemption. Yeah. You know, go, son, go, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was kind of annoying. Like, yeah, yeah. When he was uh, come and stand there and go, you can do it. Like, right beforehand, <laughs> you just want to be like, Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not the time. I, I like that, though, when just before he's walking into the ring and he'd always make an effort to get there and go, good luck, son, you can do it. I thought that was really nice. Yeah, showing he was there. Yeah, yeah, sure. showing you. And he made that effort, you know, to push through. That was great. So did the guy with the mohawk, let's talk about him, the guy who Tom Hardy initially knocks out. In the sparring session, yeah. yeah. And then somehow he is also in Sparta, even though he was knocked out. Yeah, that could, that could happen. You that know. Could yeah, happen. yeah, that could happen. You're a number one contender and then freakishly you get knocked out once mm. and then you're still beating everyone. You're like, oh, that was just a freakish knockout. It was a sparring session. And then the fight begins and you get obliterated. Yeah, that could he happen. He did get obliterated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it looked like he was really seriously hurt. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he gets he, full mounted. Oh. Is he based on Chuck Liddell at all? I mean, oh, that's a good comparison. Uh, I thought of Dan Hardy. Um, I don't know who that is. Thing. <laughs> but I, th- I'm, you know, if he is a real uh, UFC fighter, and I can't think of his name, I feel so ashamed because I should know. <laughs> that's all right. I wanted to talk about the power of YouTube. Yep. In this, like one, yeah, it's creeping clip. up in a lot of films now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and this one clip where uh, he gets beaten up goes viral and then the marines see it across the other side of the world and then they make a video about the guy who that happens uh kimbo slice he was renowned for his really ugly brutal street fighting videos that went viral all around youtube and in fact he got into the ufc or into mma and he would get introduced people like the announcer would actually say the um online sensation Kimbo Slice and right. he was a street fighter renowned he didn't do too well in the UFC I was gonna say, how, how was his record <laughs> no not not too good he was he was just very limited to just striking you know and um yeah when he got into the game there was submissions and stuff like that but yeah like 
the movie did well in playing on that, as you say, the power of YouTube. Yeah, mm. that's very accurate. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk about there is that Marine video. Uh, obviously, he says Tommy's a hero and stuff, and the footage he reviews to see whether or not it's Tommy. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Yeah, uh, I did was, seem that's him. And I'm like, it did seem a, oh. little bit, a little bit grainy, but it was on a mini DV tape, and was it in water? I think so. I believe yeah, yeah. it was. They, they were, were in water. water, at least up to chest height. Yeah, yeah, and I, I feel like it was a, a not a waterproof camera. First of all, if it's on mini DV tape, um, chances are. And uh, also, basically, it's a situation you wouldn't be videotaping, you know, in that in that kind of moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I was taken out a little bit from that, seeing this thing that you probably never would have filmed. Yeah. Only a plot device in this film. Yeah, fa- it's a found footage device, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And, and also, really good memory of him to notice. I mean, obviously, it's a key moment, you know, life-saving and stuff like that. Um, and he says thank you to him in the video, and that's nice. Yeah, and that's a, such a tiny role for that guy. Yeah, but, but he did. He he carried that very nicely. Brendan, uh, the character Joel Edgerton plays Brendan. Uh, he has a situation that reminded me of like the film John Q um, with Denzel Washington. Basically, they need to pay medical bills um, in that for his son to get a heart and stuff, and they can't keep up with the bills. And and in this, uh, his daughter. I think as asthma. Heart, heart problem, was it? Oh, it might be heart problems. I'm not sure, yeah. Uh, they mentioned kidneys at some point, too. Oh, maybe. okay. Uh, well, uh, whatever it was, apologies for not remembering. Um, he's trying to basically keep his family afloat. Yeah. And this sort of nice backstory really made you... And it plays into the modern audience, because they got in America, they're going through the global financial crisis, exactly. they're refinancing their house, and he even says, we've got three jobs between us. How do you expect us to fall in the bank? It just goes, you know, this is the same story yeah. across the board. It's funny, the the bank guy was, um, well, the principal was the dad from Transformers. The bank clerk, I think he was the guard from the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, okay. Who, you know, the, is going to throw him off the roof and give him the beers. And, was uh, it that guy? I believe so. Well, okay. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on our website. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I want to ask you, who were the UFC fighters in this? Uh, yeah, the... the w- they were in br- very briefly, but there were the announcers in, like, the show. Um, that's actually based on a real-life show. Like, when they were watching the highlights yep. um, about the tournament and they were talking about, oh, Cobalt's coming and stuff like that. Cobalt. One of them's Cobalt. Yeah, one of them's Rashad Evans, and the other one is the American psycho Stefan Bonner. Okay. Um, so that, and that's actually based on the show. They actually host the show as well and talk about it, and they're UFC fighters, so yeah. that's pretty interesting. All the ones who didn't seem like actors were UFC yeah, fighters. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Johnson, um, he was the black guy who got submitted. I can't remember how he got submitted, but he was winning the first round against um, our hero. And Brendan. Then Brendan, yeah. And I think it went to the second round. He either got him to a knee bar or Sonic, but he t- had to tap out. Midnight, his name was Midnight. Yep. Yeah, that's Anthony Jones. He's a UFC fighter. Eve Edwards was in there somewhere. I can't remember what role. I just saw him on IMDb mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of others. <laughs> and also, um, because you're more into this than I am, I'm, I'm more into WWE, you're yep. more into UFC. <laughs> sure. Um Tell us what middleweight is and what that means, because it was the best middleweight fighter. Oh, in the it was world. the best middleweight. Yeah, um, would I win five million dollars. Oh, it's so hard to memorize because America uses pounds and we use kilos. Middleweight's around seventy-five, seventy-six kilos. I, I don't know what that is in pounds. So it's a range around yeah. there. 
Um, yeah, very um, tough division. Wow, I interpreted that as a heavyweight or light heavyweight um, oh. tournament. <laughs> Joel Edgerton, though, I wouldn't have thought he would be heavyweight. Yeah, no, um, just because of Cobalt, I guess, it just threw me into... Um, how do you pronounce his name? Koba. Koba. K-O-B-A. Cobalt. Koba. No, you're right, you're right. I don't know if it's pronounced differently, because but Because he's definitely like based Koba. on Fedor Melianka, and Fedor was heavyweight. I just had that locked in my head. So, okay. yeah, no, you're right. Well, Kurt Angle, I don't know if he's that tall. Like, yeah, well, I, I remember Kurt Angle being huge in WWE. I, I don't watch WWE personally, but I've seen a few episodes. I just mean height wise. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, he he was the champion. Uh, he had many. Uh, well, he had the European Championship and the Intercontinental Championship at the same time for a while. He's feuded with the Undertaker. He's feuded with the Rock. He's feuded with Chris Jericho. He's, he's feuded with tons is, of people. Is he a champion now? He, or no, he's, he's, he's moved to TNA, which is called Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, which is sort of the rival brand, the big rival brand for WWE at the moment. And so he's a big player over there. And he's had the belt there as well, I think. Okay, yeah. So, um, you know. so he's still big in the wrestling community. Yeah, okay, seemingly. Sure. Although last I heard, again sort of interesting fact I'm not 100% sure of but I understand that he was going to try and win another gold medal in uh, wrestling do wrestling oh, again okay. yeah, yeah. yeah and he's in good shape yeah, if, no, if he Warriors looks, anything looks to go fantastic about. yeah he did, they didn't give him any speaking parts so I can understand okay maybe he's not a good actor well <laughs> I mean he would have had to speak Russian Russian yes and I don't yep. know if he could do that <laughs> but I kept waiting for him to speak cause yeah I, yeah same <laughs> I was going to critique his, his uh, speech for sure I was going to critique his acting yeah. definitely uh, Jennifer Morrison, who plays Tess, the wife of Brendan, Joel Edgerton, um, she was Zoe in How I Met Your Mother. She's the star of Once Upon a Time. She used to be on House. She's kind of a uh, profile rising in the US, you know. She's really going places. And I think this kind of nice small role in a really well-received film is really good for her. From what I understand of Warrior, it was medium budget, but it just became a very big hit. I'd really like to know that if it... Mm-hmm if it was one of those cases and we're going to see a lot of lot more MMA type movies maybe it's going to replace that kind of combat's going to replace the boxing movies the the kickboxing movies you know it's definitely replaced martial arts it's mm. affecting combat in all movies you know like um you'd see a lot i i think the days of jet li and um uh what's the other john claude van damme or, or? or jackie chan i think those days are gone and people know, wow, maybe that karate doesn't work oh, okay. in actuality. Maybe combat should be, you know, so when an audience member watches a movie, they'll be like, oh, it's a Jackie Chan film. This is all, you know, this is, this isn't Staged real fighting. Yeah, this isn't real fighting. You know, they've got to chore- it's going to change choreographing of fights. They've got mm. to choreograph it like with wrestling and stuff. But then yeah. there's the expendables, which is where they're all sure. sort of going to. to and the, the, it was kind careers. of believable, I guess, because it was so strong. They could pull off these moves that, you know, sure. <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually a good point. Expendables. Um, what are the rules? I'm guessing that the rules are no drugs in MMA and UFC. Yeah, that's a big debatable thing. Um, I don't know that they do drug tests. Obviously, yeah. in this film, to just pull it back to the film, yep. Tommy uh, is on some prescription medication, and Nick Nolte is excellent at telling that he has three in his pocket or whatever. You know, he's like, oh, there's another one, there's another one. I heard multiple wow. rattles in yeah, there, yeah. Uh, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, it's a big it's a big thing. Obviously, they don't want to get caught out, but I, I don't want to put MMA guys down, but I did hear like a huge percentage of them do take PEDs, which stands for Performance Enhancing Drugs. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's an ugly subject matter. <laughs> I would have liked to have known if there was any drug testing in it 
the film didn't tell me that. Yeah. Um, because he was using drugs, I wouldn't have known if they were still in his system. There was a big training, you know, montage. Yeah. Time passed and stuff. But again... That was an ugly montage. It was all in... It was split screens. Oh, man. Didn't they watch Rocky? Rocky has the greatest montage ever. You know, that film is so dated. You could still watch it now and go... You know, you watch it and you go, yeah, you feel geared up. In this, I was watching going, why is this split screen? Why? (laughs) Well, I mean, I think the split screen montage was all exposition from the TV hosts. Yeah. You're just getting the introduction of Cobra, played by Kurt Angle, and really just time passing. Yeah. You can't go, um, oh, yeah, they're all ready to fight right now. I can't believe they failed at that. Like, a montage is supposed to gear you up. Like, I know Team America pays it out, but you're supposed to feel, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Time passing. Yeah, exactly. Time passing and this this idea of something building and you can't wait. And this was so badly done. It didn't have a song, really. No, it didn't have a song. That's a good point. It would have benefited from an Eye of a Tiger style song. That's a really good point. It should have had a really good gearing up song. Also, a few of the shots were just sort of them running or not doing anything particularly interesting yep. um, it was really There's just a lot of cardio yeah yeah, yeah cardio exactly <laughs> which maybe isn't the most interesting thing to put in a montage yeah. <laughs> unless you're showing them running faster and then Nick Nolte looking at a stopwatch and nodding his head like <laughs> yes they are going faster now God, you gotta catch this chicken you know I would have loved that one line <laughs> um, there's a quote from the film these guys are not real fighters they just watch too much UFC on TV yeah. you know Joel Edgerton's trying to convince his wife uh, played by Jennifer Morrison, that it's not, you know, a huge deal. Um, Lloyd, when you watch UFC, do you feel like fighting? Does this uh, make you violent? Yeah, like, I guess there's a lot of the community that wear tap-out shirts that have probably done one boxing class, one MMA, uh, one wrestling class in their whole life, and they walk around, you know, really tough. And, yeah, I'm probably one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> A little inside into I've, I've got my affliction shirts and tap out shirts. Oh, I'm terrible, yeah. And you went, uh, when you went to America, you went and bought gear. Yep. Do you want to I went to that? the actual affliction store and bought affliction gear. So it's not like tap out, but it's classier. <laughs> and, and you've got this big so jacket. So embarrassed. <laughs> Don't tell about the jacket. <laughs> you've got this big jacket. I've held it. It's heavy, man. <laughs> it's the same what George St. Pierre Joe Rogan wore, okay? It's, it's nice. I like it. <laughs> but I was going to say, it's very heavy. I mean, you've got to be like a big dude to wear it, so... <laughs> props to you man I'm so embarrassed <laughs> I was going to say does, do you think this glorifies the violence I mean yeah, they're, they're the heroes does. aren't they uh, a lot of people are against this kind of sport it is a very very brutal sport no one's died in it that's it's only um, claim claim to any legitimate legitimacy um, and I, I understand it's like bullfighting you know so many intellectuals are against it it's very brutal very primitive and I agree I, I can't defend that I absolutely understand that this is disgusting and horrible sport yet it's so attractive there's some like primal lure, yeah there's something primal there's some bloodlust that it that it satisfies it just draws you in and you have to win when a fighter is announced to fight another fighter and you want to know it's like the guy says in the movie I just wanted to know who was the tough kid of the block I just have to see that fight and there's something ceremonial about them walking up to the ring the face off and the standoff that moment before the ref goes let's get it on oh you, I get a high watching that you know it's so amazing and I feel so fiendish like a drug getting his uh, uh a druggie getting his drugs, you fix, know, you're like, yeah. yeah, yeah, getting his fix. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't justify that violence, but the way it makes me feel, it's it's amazing. It's like ecstasy. <laughs> You've done some boxing training, and yeah. Stuff, I've done you know. a bit of combat, yeah. How much uh, do you you know? Do you think that UFC fighters train? Oh my gosh, besides um, the, the split screen montage, didn't do it justice. <laughs> UFC fighters are the 
toughest athletes in the world, I think. Yeah, definitely. Mm. They're t- way tougher than... Uh, boxing's very, very tough, but MMA's on a different level. Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> not an interview, but yeah. thanks, man. Um, I liked how uh, they had war on the shore. You know, it throws back to that rumble in the jungle. You know, sure, you have yeah. to have a rhyme yeah. to make it a big deal. You know, <laughs> all be, part of promotion. Yeah, yeah. yeah big. You got to watch war on the shore. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, uh, towards the end, I was I, I paused the DVD and I said to my wife, um, "You know, Nick Nolte is so proud of his son." You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Joel Edgerton glanced at him and then he ripped open his shirt like at the end of Cool Runnings. He had a, <laughs> he had a T-shirt that said, you know, I He's love just you, giving Brendan. a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just could have gone either way there. It was getting cheesy. At, at, at oh, times. yeah, the whole movie was, was cheese, wasn't it? Uh, but it worked, I guess. The oh, audiences look, loved it, yeah. People love cheesy movies. Yeah. I mean, Con Air is one of the cheesiest movies. Good point. And... I love Con Air. Do you love Con Air? <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Independence Day is crazy cheesy. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. And I had fun watching Everybody, that. Yeah. This is like a guilty pleasure movie. Yeah. You know? And though it's not for everybody, I mean, it is reasonably violent. There are and, and I'm an M- MMA fan. I wasn't a big fan of the movie as well, but sure. I'd recommend it. Like, it's a fun Rocky movie, I guess. The um, the trailer ruins this movie, though. Have you seen I the trailer? I haven't seen the trailer. No. All right, let me paint you a picture. Yeah. It says almost the whole movie from start to finish. <laughs> And it shows so many shots of Tom Hardy facing off with Joel Edgerton that you know they're going to fight each other. And then when you're watching this tournament... Yeah, you know who's going to win. You know yeah. who's going to win. There's no dramatic um, when he's getting getting him in the arm lock. It's just like, well, yeah. obviously he's going to break his arm. <laughs> uh, and I guess they could have done more of a teaser trailer or more you know, word-of-mouth screenings or something. But the trailer that they put together... Um, it just revealed far too much information. Yeah, and no, very good, well said. I remember seeing it in the cinema and leaning over to the person I was with and saying, oh, I feel like I've just seen that entire film. And you were right, weren't, weren't and, you? Yeah, and uh, this film, Warrior, it's out now on DVD to buy or rent or on iTunes, as you saw it, <laughs> Lloyd. And I felt like I had to wait and not see it at the cinema and watch it on DVD to let that time pass to try and almost subconsciously forget about what I'd seen that's a, that's a good point to yeah, enjoy yeah. it again you yeah. know and, and I, I still remember the trailer far too clearly wow yeah and, um, you, you know, knew the brothers were going to come together yeah. yeah I even think that they were revealed as brothers in the trailer I'm yeah. sure that that wasn't a huge big fault of the promoters isn't it I thought they'd have that down you know well, they'd know how to market these things I mean maybe well they obviously did a good job it made a lot of money <laughs> I guess so <laughs> Um, yeah, well, you know they're both going to be in the final round. It's less suspenseful. Sure. I thought it hurt the film, from, yeah. from my viewing. Um, if you're listening to this, hopefully you have watched the film, and we're not just ruining it Go check it, it out, well. guys, if you haven't. It's it's fun. It, a, a lot of people were calling me up, raving on about it. I guess maybe it got blew out of proportion for me, but although I didn't like it as much, I'd still recommend it. My brother Will, who is... Um, hi, Will. He's uh, a WWE fan as well. Cool. TNA as well, which has Kurt Angle. And they're a lot of fun, those shows. Yeah. Sure. Do, do you like them yourself? Do you like watching I know you had a big documentary on them. Well, yeah, it was a reasonable size. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it was a lot of work, two years sure. of your life and so forth. You obviously yeah. must like WWE. I do. I appreciate it as a form. Um, let me just finish the Will thing sure, yeah. just while I'm on it. He says Warrior is his favorite film. Wow, cool. Now. How old is yeah. Will? Uh, he's, what, 20... Turning 21. And that's his favourite movie. Cool. Yeah. And um, maybe you just turned 21. Apologies, Will. (laughs) Hard to keep track. But um, basically, I just wanted to say, like, in wrestling, you have the backstory, right? I'm more interested as a wrestling fan as what's happening between the matches. 
sometimes the end of a match is amazing. You know, you see this excellent technical stunt, move, yeah, yeah. stunt, if you will. Um, somebody is amazing in the ring, and they, you know, drop their opponent in a way that you you think for a moment it's real. Um, but the in between for me the soap opera portion of wrestling is more interesting. i got to say, um, WrestleMania has the best form of entertainment, how they structure it ever. The way they use pyrotechnics yep. when a fighter enters and the music. Guess who copied that? UFC. Dana White copied that. Like, ripped that off. When a fighter enters now, there's music blaring. They got rid of the pyrotechnics for some reason. I don't know. Maybe the state of Nevada doesn't allow it. Right. But, um, yeah, in some UFC fights, they had these elaborate entrances. For those of you fans, watch UFC 144. <laughs> <laughs> no, wow, well, UFC 44. If you didn't catch that, 144? No, 44, sorry. 44. Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell area. They had elaborate entrances. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, like, um, and then now UFC starting to do all these pre-shows. I, I don't know if you've seen on television the countdown shows, just to give you a backstory of them. Yeah. Because WrestleMania, the attraction of it, what they did so well is they created these stories. Yeah. Before in boxing it was just these two, as Muhammad Ali said, uh, boxing is two black guys fighting. Well, Different coloured trunks? Oh uh, no, two black guys fighting uh, with a whole bunch of white guys watching. And it's true, you know, you just wanted to see these guys get it on. Now with UFC, what they're doing, emulating um, WWE, they're creating mm-hmm. these backstories yeah. and so forth. I don't know if you've seen those shows. Do you find them interesting? Or? Um, yeah, well, I, I've, I've not only have I seen those, I've seen the um, Ultimate Fighter. Is oh, the, the reality show. That's a yeah. very good point. Yeah, where, yeah. You are, where you are basically rooting for one of these people to become a UFC fighter. You either fighter. love them or hate them. They create sure. characters, sure, yeah. Yeah, and they, but they've actually done that as well in WWE. There's a competition called Tough Enough. Um, where they have to fight to get into the WWE. Yeah, oh, and they have to prove excellent. they're tough enough. Yeah, yeah. But they did another one called NXT, and it was like, next, who will be the next WWE superstar? And so they're doing these kind of, you know, find the next person to be on these brands and stuff. You're right, though. Um, the backstory, I think, is important yep. to a viewer. You don't want to just watch somebody... And WWE and, does it so well. It yeah. does it so amazingly I mean, well. if, if you think of The Undertaker, you think of his undefeated record at WrestleMania. You know, he's 25-0 and 0 or something, cool. nearly. Um, and you think of, you know, Stone Cold. He's feud with Vince McMahon. There's, you don't think his special move is something or other. His finisher is something or other. Um, you think of the great matches that they've done where they've been amazing. But um, you think more so of the storyline sure. and how you've watched this person for years and you've seen them fight different challenges and stuff. And then, you know, wrestlers who aren't good at these storylines in between the matches, you know, the, the soap opera element, those are the ones who get cut, you know, who don't last. You've got to come up with something that engages the audience. Otherwise, they're just watching, like you say, two people fighting oh, in a we ring. We should so do Beyond the Match, shouldn't we? Documentary. documentary. Oh, it's it's it, it's sort of underground. I don't think you could buy it because mm. Vince McMahon. It's online. Okay, yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon uh, is obviously the for those who don't know uh, in charge of WWE and uh, wanted this documentary to be buried. And it's um, amazing documentary. It's big, big so behind good. the scenes yeah. documentary on wrestling. If there's an interest for it, um, drop us a line on our Facebook page and um, we might investigate reviewing that documentary. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let's go back to Warrior. Yep. We've got a little off track. No, no, WWE is completely related, I think. It is. Completely related. Well, I mean, they're slightly different. It it helped, um, I think the structure of it and UFC ripping that off helped UFC grow immensely, yeah. Mm. Um, when Brendan, Joel Edgerton's character, I'm going to keep referring to him that way, (laughs) um, wins, he sends his wife a casual text that says, I won. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like if I'm risking my life, 
I'm married and I'm not going to text my wife if I've just been in a UFC fight. I'm going to call and tell her um, I'm a bit sore, but I'm all right. It's fine. Everything's good. Oh, was that the UFC in Sydney at this baby because it's Sydney, but we couldn't even get a text out. It was it was so, because of the traffic, the amount of people in there. Like, yeah, all phones were like jammed. I can't compare American lights to the ones in Sydney, but that's interesting. You'd give a phone call, wouldn't you? I think you would. I mean, that's just me. <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, well, when she was there at the end, it was that very kind of "Yo, Adrian, I did it, Rocky" bit yeah. when she decided to watch and stuff. And I think Jennifer Morrison played it really well. She was very emotive. Yeah, there she was, wasn't much to do with that role, and she really brought a lot to it. Yeah, she really tried. Sorry, in it. The yeah. kids were kind of an afterthought. Yeah. Like they obviously weren't going to go to the fight. Um, but they were, you know, what he was fighting for. He sure. could have, he could have maybe looked at a photo of them or something, <laughs> yeah. just to remind us that he had kids. I mean, you know, he looked like he yeah. was a good dad and everything yep. from the beginning. And that, and then if you remember, that's uh, that's good. Um, I was thinking during the fight and stuff, if he won, if Brendan had won, would they reinstate him in school? Would they say? You know, the he defied them. You know, yeah, how does yeah. how does this work? He defies them and says, um, you know, I'm I'm fighting outside of jurisdiction, and they say, don't do that. You're suspended, and he goes off and has a tournament. Surely that's the end of his it, teaching if career. If he didn't win, sorry. Well, either way, if he won, if he didn't. Well, if win, he won five million dollars, so he doesn't I don't need, need to, to teach. go. Yeah, don't need to yeah. teach. But if he lost, it's like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. If he lost, yes. So. It's- Back to bouncing for me, yeah. Wouldn't that have been a terrible ending if he'd lost? (sighs) I mean, Tommy was giving the money to the widow of the the guy he served with. So if he'd lost, like, it was never going to happen. So it was very predictable in a way. I mean, it's what you wanted as the audience He had to have won. If he didn't lose, could you imagine? (laughs) That'd be so painful. In the dressing room, right before the big fight, there was a scene where Jennifer Morrison, Tess, and Brendan were getting ready to um, have the final bout with Tommy, played by Tom Hardy. You must face your brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should have had uh, uh, some Asian guy, you know, old Asian Miyagi guy say that, you did very well in this tournament, but now you must face yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it may as well have been that. Um, but anyway, they're in the dressing room, and this was a waste of a scene. You ready? What are you going to do? I'm going to fight him. Yeah, uh, I, I I thought you would. It would be a pretty disappointing film if you said, I can't fight him, he's my brother. That was actually the line. That was the line. He, he, she says to him, what are you going to do? And he says, I'm going to fight him, which is a real waste of a scene. I mean, yeah. she could have said anything better here than that line if you could ask Could you imagine me. what Shakespeare would have done with that <laughs> moment? <laughs> and I mean, you've come this far. Why not fight him? I mean, you've got nothing to lose. You know, you could throw the fight, you let your brother win. Either way, you're going to go in, you're going to fight him. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's not going to have a house if he doesn't fight. It's the most obvious answer. He's going to fight him. Of course he is. (laughs) That's a really good point. I didn't think of that. I watched that scene and I thought, what was that? Like, (laughs) that's the kind of thing that ends up on the cutting room floor. That's pretty lazy. Pretty lazy Maybe there was more to it. Sure. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, They kept the crux of what he was talking about in a kind of roundabout way yeah they didn't need it at all you could have just shown him coming to the ring and the audience assumes they're gonna fight i mean you know from the trailer they're gonna fight but anyway (laughs) that was the the worst scene for me um uh by the end of this film warrior tommy is reduced to a one-armed man uh but as we know from previous fights he's tough 
Yeah. And he's tough enough to fight on, isn't he? Um, the I love you uh, to his brother. He's got him in that hold at the end. He's got to crush his brother. He's, the I love you. Did you cry? Uh, I was moved. Um, I'm the kind of guy who fights the tears. Like, if I cry, it has to be a super powerful movie. But I always fight the tears. So if it moves me, um, yeah, it, I guess I cry. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it was nice. Yeah, it was um, nice. I thought, oh, that's a really nice moment. I didn't think it was enough for me. Maybe It's strange because I felt the same way leading up to this. I was like, you know, going, oh, this is so cliche. But the way it was edited and yeah. done, it was, I was just like, oh. I like how him, his tapping out is almost accepting yeah, of the love that was and, good. and saying I love you back. You know, he's like patting him on the back. He's accepting, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's letting him in finally. I've you know. heard of these things where guys getting their arm broken and they fight on one handed and some yeah. some of them actually win. Wow. Um I've never seen that. In UFC what usually happens if the guy's arm's broken the ref goes that's it. They'll yeah. stop it right away. The doctor will go no he's not allowed to fight on. I've but I've never seen different a guy rules fight. in Sparta. Maybe, yeah. Different <laughs> tournament rules. <laughs> Exclusive tournament rules. Um there was a deafening noise and it was so effective at the end of this film, you know, it drowned out everything. Yeah. And, and uh, it didn't even matter what the, the the trainer was saying to him in the corner. He's talking to Joel Edgerton, you know, it's just, it's gone. You know, you're just living this moment for him. And, and that was really well yeah. done. Yeah, the, the ending is a triumph. Yeah, It yeah. is. It's very effective. And, and probably my favorite thing about the film is yep. the ending. Mine too, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, as I mentioned, I feel bad for Nick Nolte. But gosh, he played drunk well, <laughs> didn't he? He's a great actor, right? <laughs> yeah, he did. You're right. <laughs> and maybe, maybe he's a method actor. He's uh, really good at playing drunk. I don't want to insinuate anything. I just, I'm curious of his acting methods. <laughs> um, one more thing from the audio commentary I wanted to mention was um, that he's, he says each punch they have between uh, Tommy and Brendan is like something said between them. And so by the end, the punches are telling the story. You know, yeah. the fight is telling the story, the holding him, the everything. No, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed that. So and like a dance, like the dance tells the story, sure, yeah. Yeah, and and though there's something very kind of basic, like gladiators, you know, they're fighting to live. And, um, you know, obviously in this modern world, it was great to see that they had backstories. Yeah. Uh, the Marine one, as I said, very American. The... Brendan's story where he's going to lose his house again um, that's what America's going through and so it was really something people could touch on and relate to and um, I thought it was really well executed whether it's the Rocky of our generation I think it's the front runner yeah I don't think there's another Rocky contender um, it's a very very effective film I don't think it's um, yeah definitely it's, I, I wouldn't compare it to the Rocky film itself I think Rocky is a far superior film from a film critic point of view mm. but yeah I agree with you it's definitely as people say it's the Rocky of our generation yeah yeah. so fantastic film we really yep. enjoyed that one hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast as well and uh, check out www.podmeifyoucan.com for any uh, podcasts you might have missed also, you can rate our podcasts there, drop us a line, and there's links to our iTunes, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all of the stuff you want to find, podmeifyoucan.com. Uh, next time on Pod Me If You Can, we're going to be checking out this independent film called, well, it's not really independent, uh, Project X, which uh, we knew nothing about going in, except that it was, it was about... It was a roll of the dice, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> except that it was about a party. So uh, if you've seen that one, definitely check out our podcast uh, next week. Thanks very much for tuning in. Thanks, guys. All the best. <laughs>